What if you had 100 colleges and universities focusing on your agency's top challenges? That's the idea behind a program called Hacking for, well, you name your mission. Public administration challenges get translated into semester-long courses at various schools, and the results get delivered back to the original agency. Now, a bill in Congress would make it easier for all agencies to use the program, coordinated by a nonprofit called Common Mission Project. Executive Director Alex Gallo talked with Tom Temin. And before we get into this bill, just tell us more about Common Mission Project. You're kind of a connector, I gather, between smart kids and professors that want to help and agencies that have big problems they can't solve. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. So the Common Mission Project is a 501c3 nonprofit. We have affiliates both in the United States, in the United Kingdom, and in Australia. And we have run these Hacking for University programs at now over 50 universities in the United States and 75 globally. And the nature of it is we bring together the government, universities, and the private sector around these critical public problems. Students form into interdisciplinary teams, and they leverage entrepreneurship and innovation methods to solve those problems. You know, it's gained a lot of traction within the government, and we're really excited to see senior leaders in, on the Hill and, and the executive branch. I should also mention that we do this with our government partners at DOD, the National Security Innovation Network, which leads the national program, DHS, SNT, and at Department of State, we do with their International Security and Nonproliferation Bureau. And give us an example just to illustrate of the type of project or challenge that might come before you. How do you get it to the right hands? And then what happens? So what we do is we source problems, everything from the warfighter level or the end user level, all the way up to the policy level and everything in between that you can imagine. Everything from, as I said, warfighting problems to organizational change problems to strategy and policy problems. And one great example that we often talk about was a team at Stanford University in 2016 called Team Capella. Uh, this team was working on an Air Force intelligence surveillance and reconnaissance problem. And in short, not only did they validate the problem, they solved the problem. And the Air Force recognized that it wasn't an entity in the defense space to actually service a solution. So Team Capella formed a company now known as Capella Space and they do synthetic aperture radar satellites that are really disrupting and supporting the Department of Defense mission. And so today, if you were to turn on the news and watch open source imagery coming out of Ukraine, Capella Space is one of those companies that you'll see providing that imagery, and it's really transforming national security space. And you mentioned the State Department, which has probably less hardware type of problems and more, I guess, policy programmatic challenges. Give us an example of what might be going on there that is facilitated by Common Mission Project. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So those are often more policy-based problems. One great example, another one is a team that called themselves a student team. All the student teams named themselves, and, they, and this team was called Vera. They were working on an issue between Libya and Tunisia, having to do with making sure that they can monitor the border for illicit trafficking and such. And they worked on this with the U.S. Department of State but also Libyan customs and Tunisian customs. And actually they went, they traveled to Tunisia to present their findings to both sides, which is actually another example of the power and the international reach this program is having. Sounds like they should work with DHS on our border and smuggling with all the fentanyl Absolutely. coming in. Absolutely, and you know, on that point, we have had those type of problems in hacking for a defense. Uh, we had one example of Texas A&M where we had a problem where they were looking at illicit trafficking, as you noted, crossing the border the students identified, they zeroed in on the fact that folks on the other side of the border, the traffickers are actually using drone technology to go over the border. And they zeroed in on that and they actually came up with a solution 
which is a technical solution, a passive radar monitoring ability to help our border agents. Interesting. We're speaking with Alex Gallo. He's executive director of Common Mission Project, and the hacking lasts the length of a semester, and it's a credit course for the students involved. That's correct, yes. So every student across the United States takes it for credit. It's uh, towards their degree program. And every student team, I should know, has their own problem and their own government sponsor. So we are sourcing upwards of 200 problems a semester right now uh, and injecting them into these undergraduate and graduate level courses across the United States. And how many institutions are involved? Right now it's over 50. And we have actually run the program at about 60 universities in the United States to date. And you mentioned there's also corporate involvement here. How does that work? So uh, the government, the U.S. government, particularly DOD, DHS, and state right now, they fund the core elements of the program, and they are the government sponsors. But as you noted, private sector is involved in the course, and this is a critical element because we want to bring together universities, government, and the private sector. So entities like Lockheed Martin, for example, has provided money to support student teams travel as they go through the discovery process so they can meet with their sponsors and actually understand the pain points of their sponsors in an intimate way. Again, our core theory of the case is that this is an end user focused approach rather than sitting in the ivory tower, a traditional requirements process approach. And they support student teams in prototyping and should student teams form companies, um, we're also able to provide them grants to move over what I call the first valley of death which is where you're a student team and just formed a company and you're going to the next step in terms of validating your minimum viable product and so on. So there's an additional value then for the agency because there's nothing more fulfilling than describing a problem and a challenge in person to people in effect you're almost mentoring at the same time you're getting help from. Exactly. These corporate entities across the board, Andrews, another one, others, you know, have tremendous subject matter expertise. So they're certainly mentoring the teams. The other thing I should flag is the money coming from corporates actually go towards also helping us support diversity, equity and inclusion into the course where we're recruiting non-traditional women and minorities and other non-traditional institutions that have not been involved in the course yet, such as HBCUs and MSIs into the program. Got it. And what is the deliverable that actually comes back to the agency? Is it a paper? Is it a thesis or or what? Or a drone in one case? Possibly, yeah. And so it it ranges what you described and just add some specificity. At a minimum, this course is a problem validation course. So at a minimum, the government can expect to validate their problem. And the reason why that's critical is one, the government often is well known for coming up with solutions in search of problems. So this is not uh, the problem-based approach of hacking for programs. It's not just an analytical point, it's also a philosophical point. The second thing is the government can expect potential solution pathways. Um, A lot of the times the students come up with minimum viable products And then three, yes, in certain cases, students can get as far as prototyping, and we have had examples of that. Another example is a team called Aqualink that actually prototyped an ability for U.S. Navy SEALs to take in GPS data in a passive way so that they can more efficiently navigate to the objective and back when they're on mission. All the above are possible. And at the top, we mentioned there's a bill in Congress that would make it easier for agencies to use the program. Tell us about that. Yeah, uh, so this is a, uh, an amendment to the FY23 National Defense Authorization Act by Representative Coulihan. We're super excited about this because this is exactly what the government needs. It'll provide federal employees more opportunity across the interagency to get their problems into this type of program. 
And this program is a strategic innovation capability for the U.S. federal government. So we're really excited that this would lower the barriers to entry, I think, for agencies such as Department of Energy or Department of Commerce or EPA and so on to get involved in such a program. Alex Gallo is director of Common Mission Project. We'll post this interview along with a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, Always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.